Gitin, Perik Dalad, Mishnah Zayin, 4-7, another Mishnah that talks about Takanas Kuzov Mishum Tikkun Olam. Uh, let me send this Mishnah Lahalacha first, so at least you have like a sort of a straight path through the Mishnah, and then we'll discuss the details because it gets a little involved. Um, the prince of our Mishnah is as follows. If a person divorces his wife, and the time he divorces her, he says the reason why he's divorcing her. So there are three examples between this mission and the next one. One is he says, well, the word in the street that she's having an affair, so I'm divorcing her. Or because he says, you know, she took a on to be a vegetarian. I don't want to be married to a vegetarian. Or he he says, it's not about vegetarian, she took a netter, which he can't live with, like, for example, being a vegetarian. Or he says, listen, it turns out I married her when she was young, and she turns out to be a nylonus, which means to somewhat appear for a second, she can't have children. She'll never reach maturity, becoming a full-grown woman. She's staying a girl forever. So uh, because of that, I'm divorcing her. So those three things, the problem is that later on, it could turn out that the reason why he divorced her wasn't true. It could be that it, she's confirmed to have not had any affair. It could be that she does Hatar Sandara and becomes not a vegetarian, not even retroactively, she never was a vegetarian. Or it could be that she knows she marries someone else and she ends up hitting puberty when she's 19 and has a baby, so she wasn't an Ilanus. The concern is the person will say, well, you know what? That's the, if that's the case, you see that my, my divorce really wasn't a divorce. It was contingent upon this fact, and the fact wasn't true, therefore the divorce isn't binding, the get isn't binding, and therefore she's an ish which would then lead to the fact that she married someone else in the meantime, and that those children from that second marriage would be mamzerim. So to stop that from happening, we have this tikkun olam. We say, listen, at the time, the tikkun is we don't let the husband ever marry a woman in such a scenario. And we tell him that at the time he's divorcing her. So if he says, I'm divorcing her for such a reason, for example, because of the word in the street that she's having an affair, or because she took this netter I can't live with, or because she's an Ilanus, then we say, listen, under this situation, under this scenario, since you've said the reason why, understand, there's no backsies. You can't go back on this. We'll not let you remarry her. You know, things change. And then if he says, I don't care, I'm going forward with it, so then there's no way for him. We won't, since he said he was prepared to accept the permanence of this divorce, we won't believe him if later on he says he didn't mean it. Okay? That's how the lacha shakes out in the end. Um, according to the Bartanura and many other Rishonim, if he says, I'm divorcing her, because of her neder, and then it turns out the neder is annulled. So then, according to the Bartanura, it seems that the get, in fact, would not be valid. Because by him saying, because she's a vegetarian, it's implicit that if she weren't a vegetarian, he wouldn't be divorcing her. That, that condition is implicit, but it's effective in making the get void. Many other Rishonim don't think that's true that the get can't be contingent unless he says it's contingent upon something, and just saying the reason why he's divorcing her doesn't mean that the reason not true that it's now retroactively not a valid get. But still, um, you know, rumors will go around that since he said it's not valid, that they'll end up calling her children from the second marriage, mumzerim, even though they're not, but that's bad enough. Bad enough that we'll make a tikkun olam that we, he can't remarry her after divorcing her, once he says the reason why he's divorcing her. And that being the case, if he says, I'm doing it anyways, he'll no longer be believed to say he didn't mean it, and therefore he can't, you know, call the get subsequent to question. That's the basic gist of our Mishnah. Now, what gets complicated in our Mishnah here, our particular Mishnah here, Mishnah Zion, is that we're going to talk about Nadarim, and Nadarim are a little complicated. And that there is where a person says something's forbidden to me as if for benefit, as if it were a Korban. 
Um, the thing is that nadarim are subject to either annulment or cancellation. The husband himself can actually um, can cancel a nether, hafaras nadarim, and a chacham, like a, a, an expert or a bezin of three, can actually um, do hatara and actually retroactively annul the vow. So vows are more complicated, and the rabbis in general were very much against people taking vows um, because they're liable to not keep what they say. How many people say they're being vegetarians and after two years become, get hungry enough to say, forget it, I'm going back to my regular diet, and they'll be over a nether. So that being the case, there's a separate consideration in the Tanaim here that maybe the issue is when it comes to nadarim, unlike the issue of the the rumors about the wife or about the alanus, it's about nadarim that, that she shouldn't be making nadarim, and that's where we're making takanos. Nothing to do with you know, the retroactiveness of the get. So that's adding complexity here. Um, further adding complexity is the husband is empowered himself to cancel a nadarm. So it's really strange for him to say, you know, could she took on to be a vegetarian, I'm divorcing her, when he could just say, no, you're not being a vegetarian, I'm annulling that vow, and he'd be able to do that. So that adds the third level of complexity. Okay, so now let's see the mission inside and unpack it. Here it says, shemra, as I said before, one who divorces his wife, and he says it's because of the rumors going around that she's having an affair, so then lo yachzir, he can't take her back, because of the tikkun olam, and that makes it permanent when we tell him ahead of time that it's this is the one chance you get to divorce her, yes or no, and he says yes. Also, mishum neder, same goes, according to the Tanakhama here, and the Halacha, if he says, I'm divorcing you because of your neder commitment, which I don't want to live with. Then lo yachzir, he can't take her back, that's tikkun olam. Now, Rabbi Huda disagrees on the neder issue. He agrees about the shemra, the reputational thing, that the issue was the reputational thing and the, him calling the legitimacy of the get into question if she turned out to be not having an affair. But as far as the neder issue goes, according to Behuda, it's a totally different issue. The issue is that women should not be reckless in their neder declarations, their vows. And therefore he says, Kol neder boram. If she was so reckless as to declare her um, vow in public, what's rabam, if it's three people or ten people, but anyways, by ten people for sure, like this is like a publicly reckless activity, and therefore to chastise her and other women who hear about it, we say, oh, if that's the case, lo yachazir, if your husband divorced you because of that behavior, you'll never be able to get married again to him, you're messed up. Um, but if it's a much less egregious infraction of the reckless neder issue, shalol yadu borabim, she made a neder, but it was a private neder, meaning fewer than definitely fewer than three people knew about her saying she's being a vegetarian and the husband divorced her because of that, then Yachazir, we don't need to penalize her so much with such a kanas to say she can never remarry him. No, as long as she didn't marry someone else in the interim, because it's a separate din, right? so that a woman who is married to Mr. A and then divorces, divorce, he divorces her and then she marries Mr. B, Mr. A can never take her back again. But assuming she hasn't married someone else in the interim, so then Yachazir, he could take her back for a, a less public nether. And it's all about the publicity and recklessness of, of vow-making of Nadarm. That's Rabbi Hudashita. Rav Meir, so he goes back, he's more aligned with um, the Tanakama, that the issue is one of the get being called in question, not the, the recklessness of Nedar making. But he says, listen, Nedarim are subject to his cancellation. So the story is a little strange. And if the guy would say, the husband would say, oh, I didn't know I could cancel her Nedar, we'd be like, huh? What do you mean? Everyone, every husband knows that. Therefore, we wouldn't believe him. So therefore, he says it depends what kind of Nedar it was, the kind of Nedar that the husband could cancel, certain kind of Nadarim are subject to hafara, meaning that if a wife declares a nether which either causes some kind of inui nefesh, some self-abnegation of her own, she, she forswears something, some benefit off herself, 
that's category A or category B. It's which um vena it 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 um interferes with their marriage relationship in some way. So then the husband is allowed to cancel it in those two cases and do hafara. But other kinds of nadarim not if it doesn't call, fall into one of those two categories. You know, if she just says, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not wearing blue on Tuesdays, he can't he can't uh, do anything about that unless he happens to really love her in blue or something. Now, um, so because that would be maybe benelovena if it's that important to him. In any case, the point is that uh, she certain can make certain nadarim which can't be canceled by him. So. Uh, Reb Meir says, "Call neder chakiras chacham." Any neder which he, the husband, can't cancel, but another chacham could annul through chakira. Here means like investigations, referring to the fact that for a chacham to annul or bezin to annul a neder, they need to have like a, a pesach. They need to find a, a way. I'm not getting the details there right now at all. Then lo yachazir, he can't take her back again because the point is, once the rabbi. Or the Bezdin undoes her netter to be a vegetarian, so then he could say, oh, in that case, the get's not valid. Therefore, we say you can't take her back again, and that way it'll be permanent, therefore we'll make the claim that it wasn't valid in the first place. Yes, I know there's a lot of double negatives in the logic here. But if we're talking about a neder that um, doesn't require a rabbi, meaning it's he himself could cancel it. So then, if he divorces her, and then he says, and then it turns out that she cancels it, so yes, Yaxir could take her back again, because when he, when he says that, oh, I just didn't know that I could could cancel her vow, we don't believe him. And since we won't, since here's a, like a lot of double negatives here, since we won't believe him, so therefore he couldn't mess her up by subsequently saying, "Oh, if I'd have known, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have divorced her," because he did know and he divorced her anyway. So we wouldn't believe that claim. Therefore, he could take her back because no need to make a kanas against her, remar- him remarrying her, so that he'll make it a final divorce like that. In contrast. I'm a Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar says, no, lo asra the whole reason we forbade a neder that was only cancelable by a chacham is because of the neder that he himself could cancel, meaning, not translating, but explaining, that Rebbe Lazar holds, if the husband would say, oh, I didn't know I could cancel their vows, we would believe him. And since we would believe him, if he said, I'm divorcing her because she's a vegetarian, which he could cancel such a nether if she said I'm not eating, you know, if she said meat is forbidden to make a korban, he could cancel it, but he didn't. So now he divorced her, and then later on he, she remarries, and he says, oh, I could have canceled that nether if I'd have known I could have canceled it, I'd have never divorced her. And if we were going to believe that claim, so that means that we're going to say that the get is no longer valid, or it looks like it's not valid according to other Rishonim, and then her new wife, her new husband, I should say, is not a legitimate marriage. So therefore, because of that, we say in all cases, um, that uh, he, if he divorces her because of a ned there, so then he cannot take her back. That makes it permanent. Yeah. Now, the last part of the Mishnah includes a sorry, some missing words, and the point is that we're going to say here that this is all when she takes a ned there. But if he takes a ned there, let's say, for example, he says, if I don't divorce you, then 
I'll be, you know, meat is forbidden to me forever. I become the vegetarian. So then he can divorce her, of course, and he must divorce her, or he'll have to be a vegetarian. But once he does, he'll be allowed to remarry her again. No reason to make some sort of takana against that he can't take her back, because why? Who's that going to help? Not her. So therefore, we don't make such a takana. And that actually happened once, as the Mishnah says. I insert a lot of missing words there. Amr Biosi bar Yehuda Ma'asa once happened with Sidon, or with Sidon, in the place called Sidon. Be'echad, there was a man, Sh'amar le'ishto, he said to his wife, Konam im'eni megarish, megarshich, excuse me, I take a nether, meaning something is konam, is forbidden to me as if it were korban, if I don't divorce you, you know, I'll never eat meat again or something. Ve'gersha, then he divorced her, following through on his commitment, and then ve'hitir lo chacham she'achzirena, and then they let him remarry her again, no problem, no restrictions at all. Mipnei tikuna olam, so for the general good, so the world should be a better place. Now this last sentence, really is going back on the first part of the Mishnah, meaning we are forbidding him to remarry the wife a second time, to force him to make an absolute declaration and decision regarding his divorce, so he can't call the get subsequently into question. That will be the din, that will be the halacha.